Hello friends. Today's episode is called, It's Not About Me. Have you ever taken something personally when it wasn't about you? Or maybe you have had someone do that with you. You said something completely innocent and the other person got really offended. It happens. It's because we often think everything is about us. That may be true when you're two, but when you become an adult, you realize that everything that happens isn't about you. The idea I'm sharing today is how we can interpret the things in our life properly without letting our ego or triggers or desires get in the way. Let's look at some times that we think it's all about us, but maybe we're wrong. One situation is when we get hurt by another person. Here's an example. A husband or wife is unfaithful in their marriage, maybe even multiple times. The faithful spouse thinks it's about them. They are being rejected. They think they aren't enough, but in reality, it's not them. It is the other person's lack of fidelity, their selfishness. The faithful spouse is just collateral damage. We have lots of collateral damage in the world. People use their free will to get what they want, and it harms other people. The sad thing is, they don't care if they even notice. So when you are collateral damage, you may be able to let go of your own pain if you realize that the other person who hurt you is very broken. Their soul is likely very dark. You may even be able to have pity on them, even though they've hurt you quite badly. When we're hurt by others, it's really not about us. It's about them and their weakness. Here's another time when it's not about us. In the work we do, We're all called to work for the Lord, and we all can think of people in the limelight who preach the Word of God and then have great scandals. Their work of preaching becomes about them and not about God. I know people of faith who have a passion for different social causes. That's their work. But the cause becomes more important than their relationship with God or other people's relationships with God. They become strident, angry activists often condemning those who don't agree with them. And it doesn't matter which side of the issue you're on, there are going to be people like this at both ends. The cause has become about them. I was so encouraged with this year's Super Bowl quarterbacks. Both of them, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, spoke about God's providence and God's will. Both wanted to win, but more importantly, both felt that God was in control. They worked, doing all they could to train, and then left things in the hands of God, and they weren't afraid to say it. Our work is the same, whatever that work might be. We do our best and leave the rest to God. When we're successful, we can thank God and give Him the glory because it's not about me, it's about God. There's another time that we should remember that it's not about me. That is, in our prayer and worship. I have heard people say, I don't get anything out of Mass. Well, you know what? You're not there for you. Although there are many graces to be had, you're actually supposed to go to worship God. So Mass or Sunday Church is not about you. It's about God. It's about giving that small amount of time and attention to our Lord. Prayer is the same way. When I get in a dry spell and my prayer time seems empty, I am very tempted to skip it or to cut it short. That's because I'm not feeling it. But then I remember that it's not about me. 
It's about sitting quietly with God with no distractions, following through on my commitment to prayer. Maybe I think my intercessory prayers, those prayers I pray for others, don't make a difference, so I don't bother. God knows what they need. Why pray? But God told us to pray for each other. So it's not about me feeling it. It's not about me at all. It's about God. That's not to say I won't get something from my prayer or worship time. The graces are always there, even when the emotion is not. So I have to let go of my desire to feel something and just give God his due. My prayer and worship is not about me. It's about God. Another place it's not about me is when it comes to my will, what I want to do. I should always seek to do God's will. But I haven't done that. I remember one time years ago that I wanted to do something that was not quite right with my faith. So I went to my parish priest and told him my situation and why it was an exception. He said no. So I found another priest and gave him the same details. And he said no. I tried a third priest who gave me the same answer. I kept trying to find someone who would agree with me, who would say that my will was okay, but it was not. I think Peter was in a similar situation in the early church. He would be one way with the Jews and another way with the Gentile converts. Paul called him out and said, that's not right. Peter was trying to accommodate everyone, but he was living a lie. He needed to be corrected. Sometimes our will seems like the right solution because it's accommodating another person. But if it's in what we think is a gray area, it's not a good thing. We have to stand firm. We have to truly seek God's will. God is kind of an all-or-nothing God, but we are kind of, this is an exception, people. If I'm seeking God's will, my will is irrelevant. It's not about me. The only thing that matters is God's will. It's about God. So, if it's not about me when I'm hurt, and it's not about me when I'm working, and it's not about me when I worship or pray, and it's not about my will, when is it about me? There is a time when it's about me. God's love is about me. It's about all of humanity, but it's about me individually as well, and you individually as well. He loves each of us uniquely and just the way we need to be loved. Nobody on this earth can love us like that because they don't know us like God does. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And still, he loves us. It is personal. God's love is personal. God's mercy is about me. Yeah, he died on the cross for all of humanity, but he died on the cross for me individually as well and for you individually. He was on the cross thinking about me and thinking about you, offering his mercy and grace to each of us personally so that we can be healed, so that we can be with him in heaven for eternity. It is personal. God's mercy is personal. God's generosity is about me. Yes, he fed the thousands with a few loaves and fishes, but he feeds me with his grace every day and he offers more grace than I would dare to ask. When he fed the 5,000, there was plenty left over. He always offers us more than we need or can use. 
What does he give us? Well, he answers our prayers. Surely you have prayed and God answered. Maybe many times. If we don't ask, how will we know that he is the reason for whatever we got? So we pray and ask for the things we need and the things that those we love need. And God answers. He doesn't always say yes, but it's like the Garth Brooks song, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. He knows what is best for our soul and for the souls of those we love. He will always give us that. Psalm 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. If you desire God, he will reveal himself to you and come to you and be with you and fill you with his Holy Spirit. It's all there for you personally. God's generosity is personal. God's gifts are about you. He has given gifts to each of us, gifts that we are to use to build up the kingdom of God. Everybody has a gift. If you've been told that you're a loser and have nothing to offer, that's a lie. God gave you a gift. You just have to figure out what it is. Maybe you're kind, a good listener, or a good teacher, willing to care for sick people. Maybe you're patient or smart with computers or repairing things. Maybe you're physically strong. Whatever it is, God gave you that gift, you personally. He has a plan for you with that gift, something you can do to serve him and others. You are unique. God's gifts are about you. God's gifts are personal. My relationship with God is about me. How I pray and how I encounter God is personal. We often desire someone else's relationship with God. They seem so close to him. They hear him speak to them. They have this great gift that I don't have, and so on. We compare ourselves to others and don't realize that our relationship with God is unique. It's personal. We are the only one in the world throughout all time with this particular relationship with God. Your journey to God is unique. I came to relationship with God in my 40s. Others came to know him much younger or much older. I came to know him through the Catholic Church. Others came through different faith traditions. We are all unique. Nobody on this earth now or at any point in time has the same relationship you do with God. Your relationship with God is about you. That relationship is personal. There are so many ways that it's not about me and so many ways that it is about me. The key is to get it right about what fits into each category, letting the right things be about me and not being personally affected by the things that are not. That should give you something to think about this week. So here are some questions to take to prayer. Question one, is there something that you take personally, even though it's not about you? How can you see that situation in a different light? And question two, How can you more fully embrace the things of God that are about you? How can you experience God more personally in your life? That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. May God bless you in just the way you need today.